Hey, this is Danny G, and welcome to the Cool in My CEP School podcast, where we chat with our school-based educators, teachers, school nurses, counselors, paras, facilities team members, you name it, about topics that impact our campus communities. As a reminder, you can find this podcast and all of our CEP podcasts on our website at civitasedpartners.org. On today's episode, I am with our college counselor at CIS Chicago Quest, Miss Tamara Steele. Hi, Miss Steele. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for speaking with me this afternoon as we talk about multiple pathways to success. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited about this conversation. I, too, am very excited as we sit in your classroom surrounded by college banners. What is your title here? Um, I have two. I am an English teacher and I'm also the school counselor. Okay, so what in, in a typical day, what is your day like as English teacher and school counselor? Oh my. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I have three English three classes where okay. I teach the juniors and I have two college writing classes which is sort of like senior seminar. Um, and the rest of the time I am sending off transcripts, ask, answering questions about um, award letters and can I help them find a job and can I call the school because they didn't get an award letter, FAFSA questions, everything about college, anything post-secondary, you name it. You are a resource for all of our juniors and seniors as they're figuring out their next steps. Yes. Speaking of next steps, is college the only way? Um, absolutely not. There are many, many ways to get to the success point that students are trying to reach. Um, actually, I encourage them to look at multiple pathways. Uh, I would, I'm not the counselor who feels like college is the end-all be-all. Um, current trends are showing that college is not the end-all be-all. People who have degrees are not the ones who are always getting the jobs. The people who are in the trades um, are actually the ones who are getting jobs and they make more money than me. <laughs> because I, I do, I think that in previous times we pushed everybody to go to college and we forgot about the importance of those tangible skills exactly. in the trade schools. Exactly. Um, everyone can't do every job. And so people have their own uh, skill set, their own talents, which I think that we as adults who have been to college kind of overlook. We feel like that was our way. So it has to be the way for everybody, and I totally disagree with that, um, especially with the kids today. Um, they're much, they're very creative. Yes. And we don't give them enough credit for their creativity, for um, the skills they possess, for what they actually want to do. We don't really hear them. Mm -hmm. And my point is to be present and to hear them and to get them where they want to go. I have so many students who want to go into like automotive technology. Um, they want to go into like being a contractor or you know things like that that we kind of forget about sometimes we're like no we'll go to college you might you know figure this out later and i think wasting money trying to figure out what life is about is a huge waste of time yeah <laughs> um a waste of resources so i just think that we have to kind of like let them pick their own pathway yeah and it can also be discouraging and almost like deflate your sense of self if you feel like you are being forced down a path that doesn't feel good. Let's say that college is the answer though. So for some students, it's a, it is a firm yes. Okay. College is the way for, their, for them to get to where they want to go. Right. What do parents and families need to think about when deciding on a college? 
Um, I think that they first need to think about what it is their student wants to do. Mm -hmm. um, there are some parents who they want their kids to follow in their footsteps or they want their students to go in some other career path that they have. They don't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. They might be good at it, but that's not what they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they need to, I mean, outside of just kind of being like the crazy things, but like I have students who are interested in art. And so I guess we all think about the term starving artist and yes. how you might, you might be starving when, you know, because you want to draw or whatever, but there are so many people who are actually surviving and thriving because of their artistry. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, there's a starting point for everybody. Like you think about people who have gone to law school or medical school and they might be making really good money now. They didn't start out that way. Yeah. They had to, you know, follow these other trajectories to get them to where they are now. So they weren't making six figures straight mm -hmm. out of medical school or law school. They might be now. And so we have to give them a chance to figure that out on their own first. Um, let them follow their path. And I'm not saying just let them go off willy-nilly. Yeah. Yes. There should be some guidance there. There should be a plan, yeah. um, but not just to say no. Not just to say no. When it comes to junior college versus a four-year, what mm -hmm. are some things that we should think about? First, cost. Cost. <laughs> um, so all of the, uh, the community colleges, and most colleges in general, have a transfer center. And so if they go to a community college first, they can save a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, and typically that's like thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. But a lot of schools have articulation agreements with other schools in this state and other states. So if they go to a certain school first, they take, you know, classes or pick a different major there, and then they can transfer over and possibly go with scholarship money to a four-year school. Um, so I, I think those are viable options. Um, City Colleges has rebranded. Mm -hmm. And so I have a lot of students who want to be nurses. Mm -hmm. And so Malcolm X is right in the middle of the medical district. And so there are, um, I have a few former students who have gone that route. And they are, like right now, I have a student who's getting her master's in nursing. Yeah. And she started out at Malcolm X and she got her CNA, then she moved into her RN. And now she has a four-year RN and now she's working on her, her master's in nursing. So, um, Nurse McClay, who did a podcast as well, she's the school nurse over at um, CICS Wrightwood. She shared her journey and it started okay. off going to Malcolm X for their nursing program. And their, their new campus is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I think there are different. Um, are seniors automatically accepted to city colleges when they graduate? Yes. Um, they still have to apply. But mm -hmm. as long as they are a student in Chicago, then yes, they are. Um, so that's the, that could be their first acceptance. <laughs> is, that, is that a, do you think that we should, as just a community, rally around the acceptance at city colleges, especially if they have programs, like you said, they've rebranded and they have these specialized programs located throughout the city. Mm -hmm. Should we encourage students to explore city colleges the way that we encourage them to explore four-year universities and other community colleges? Definitely. Um, so they're cheaper if they stay in the city. If they go out to the suburbs or whatever, they're going to have to pay out-of-district tuition. Um, so it's much cheaper to stay in the city. Mm -hmm. But definitely that... Um, my students had to apply to a city college, mm -hmm. and I had pushback from a few parents, like, why? Mm -hmm. But that could be, you know, plan B or plan J for some students. Yeah. Um, I've seen it happen all too often where students are planning on going someplace, Illinois State or Southern or Florida A&M or wherever, 
and the money doesn't come through the way they thought it was going to come through. So now you've been accepted to a city college and you go there for a semester or for a year and then you transfer. So they are viable options. I understand that um, some years ago, some of the city colleges had a bad rep, especially yes. like um, I love Harvey and Kennedy yep. King because of their location. Yeah. Um, Kennedy King has a new campus. It's yep. a few years old um, and they still have successful programs. Mm -hmm. Students who want to go into the culinary arts or yep. who want to go into broadcasting and be on the radio, yep. they have good programs. Um, they also have uh, programs for that are in conjunction with ComEd and People's Gas and you can go there and they'll train you and they can um, help you find a job with both of those companies. Um, but people don't look into those things. They just think like, oh yeah, that's in the hood, so I don't really, you know, mm -hmm. um, I don't want to go. I, I don't really know a whole lot about Wright and Truman. Mm -hmm. I'm a Southsider. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've sent many students to like Daly and Malcolm X and I love Harvey, but um, I know that those schools are also good for, you know, engineering and education to start off. So then let's say that junior college is not the path we want to go straight for a year university. Mm -hmm. So we get accepted. Well, first of all, what is college match? How do we even know where to start to look? As I look around your beautiful classroom, Thank you. I see all of these <laughs> banners. How do I, as a teenager, know where to even start? So um, one thing that we have to start off with is Navient which is like my best friend. Mm -hmm. um, they have a tool on there that is super cool, the college match, the super match tool. So do students so, get to log into Naviance yes. or is it only for the administrator? Mm -hmm. as, okay, so the students, students have, they their, have own their own profile. Account. Okay, mm -hmm. and so they can log into this system, Naviance. Right, and so I have them do super match. I introduced my juniors to it a few weeks ago and they loved it. What is super match? That sounds cool. So super match, so the college match basically is your student profile. So your SAT score and your GPA. Okay. So schools that um, that match that. When they go into um, the super match tool, it also kind of puts the fit into it. And the fit is everything from finances to major to social to even the part of the country you want to be in. Do you want to be someplace where it's warm? Yes. No snow. <laughs> yes. Which means no Chicago. Right. <laughs> um, but in Naviance, they go in, the Supermatch will have them put in their GPA and their SAT score. And they can also put all the other variables in. And it'll shoot out a lot of colleges that fit that profile okay. um, based on their match and their fit. Um, and there are schools that they've never heard of before. Mm -hmm. But it also allows them to put these schools into a list. And then next year, they can apply to these schools. They can access the applications online. They can even um, request information from the school through Navient, so that way they can get the stuff in the mail, they can maybe schedule a visit if it's not too far, mm -hmm. which I encourage all students to go on a visit. Um, I don't suggest any student go to any college campus and say I'm committed to this place yeah. unless they visit it first. Yes. Um, even if it's far away, I would think that they should, my suggestion is that they go away, that they fly or drive or wherever, however they're going to get there, that they go to the campus in Maine. Mm -hmm. Seattle, wherever it is they want to be. Do not commit without going and breathing the air for yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so, like, my first year of college, I went to Illinois State, and so they have buses that run, and so I was able to navigate that. My sister, on the other hand, went to Grand Valley State in Michigan, mm -hmm. and so it's like this gated community type thing, and so if you don't have a car, you're not going anywhere. Yep. McDonald's was their turn up. So, yep. <laughs> you yep. know, you have to know and be comfortable on your campus, mm -hmm. and so... 
that's why I suggest they visit it. Yes, that that is so first. true. That's so true. Because it may not fit you when you get there. It fits you on paper. It looks nice, mm-hmm. but you get there and be like, yeah, no, this is not really. What about ways to help me. to figure out a major? So we look at college match. We put in all of these other variables. What if I don't quite know what I want to major in yet? So my advice is to follow your passion. Um, I I ask my students like not so much the um, what do you want to be when you grow up because mm-hmm. they're practically almost there mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, not, it's not five anymore um but what problems do you see mm-hmm. that you want to help correct and let that be your passion let that drive what it is that you want to do mm-hmm. um even if it's something that you feel is insignificant i have several students who want to go into um cosmetology um and that's a huge thing it i mean sure especially is. for women like I love to go get my hair done. And when I get my hair done, I feel like a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you put on some makeup, and you can't tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think that um, even with, you know, women who have alopecia or they go through the cancer, like, it's cool for a guy to be go- to be bald, mm-hmm. right? But for a woman, it may not be. And so that plays on self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you're a cosmetologist and you're doing hair, then you can actually change a woman's life you can change how she feels about herself and just give her a whole new confidence yep. your job is significant yeah and they don't think that um we're all put on here on earth in my belief to do something we all have a purpose mm-hmm. um like i believe i'm walking in mine and they have to walk in theirs whatever they think that that is right now um and as they go along i think it's my job as a counselor to help them try to figure that out um that's actually what my passion is helping people figure out what theirs is yeah um and so I think they're getting there. So then what happens if college is not the answer? So we walk through how to help someone figure out, should I go to a junior college or a four-year? How do I pick my four-year? What if, as you ask me, what problems do I see, the problems that I see, aren't nece- the solutions aren't necessarily found at the end of a four-year academic program? What advice or steps do you have for someone who says college is not that the option for me? Um, so, throughout this school year, I've had um, several people come into my class and to my senior class and talk to them. Um, so we're talking about like the military. Um, I have formed a relationship with the military recruiter in this area. Um, I do have a student who's actually going to the National Guard before okay. she even goes to college, and they're going to pay for her to go to school. So there's her money problem right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, people who want to get jobs. Um, that's also something, you know, and maybe looking into next year, maybe doing like a job fair for them, mm-hmm. something where they actually get like a livable wage, not a part-time job, but where they can live off of whatever it is they want to do because, like I said, college is not for everybody. Um, gap year program. So I um, actually formed a relationship with Year Up. Yay! Um, <laughs> uh, before I even got here, but they okay. came this year and they talked to some students. So I do have a student whose parent is looking into that. Okay. Um, I really enjoy gap year so. programs for. I mean, because that's that where you are just in your own personal development at that mm-hmm. age. If college is the place where you can go and have that protected space to figure out who you are, that's great. But if it, if college is not the answer. I still believe in having something that will help you transition from this phase as a high school student into yes. your next phase. Those gap year programs help develop those soft skills. Yes. 
um, as well as give you some of those tangible job skills. Mm -hmm. And I think that Malia Obama probably made that gap year phrase popular, mm. but our kids are not going backpacking through Europe. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I think that, you know, because they do have that year-long program to figure out if they want to do school, if they want to do work, or a combination of the two. Mm -hmm. um, Europe has some, actual, some good um, partners that they work with, mm -hmm. Snapchat, PepsiCo, um, mm -hmm. J.P. Morgan Chase, all of those programs that can help them to get a job. And so when they are done after the year, then they can actually work and make some good money yep. um, when they come out. Yeah. What about, um, how, do you, how would you suggest designing experiences for students to have exposure to the multiple pathways? Before we started recording, you were telling me about this phrase, multiple pathways to success. What does that mean? So, um, like I mentioned earlier, everyone thinks that college is the end-all, be-all. You have to go to college to be successful. But I asked the question, too, what defines success? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. And we all have different definitions. Some people think that because you are a millionaire, you're successful. I think I'm successful. I know I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if you're walking in your purpose, I agree yes. with that definition. I think if you are successful if you're walking in your purpose. So, yes. Yeah, so we're talking military. Um, we're talking the gap year program, a job, trade school, um, the community colleges, the four-year colleges, anything that's going to take you to your overall goal. What, like, what is your big picture? What mm -hmm. do you want to be um, when it's all over with? Yeah. You told me about um, an activity that you did with your students, breaking, in, breaking them into groups and mm -hmm. having them watch the Super Bowl. What was the point of that activity? Can you walk us through your Super Bowl activity? Sure. Um, we didn't watch the Super Bowl, but... Um, I put them into groups based on uh, four of the five senses. So each group got a sense, so touch, um, smell, hearing, sight. And I asked them to think about those things as the Super Bowl were going on. So what do you see at the game? What do you hear at the game? What do you smell at the game? And what do you feel at the game? Mm -hmm. um, based on you watching it at a stadium, not on your couch at home. And they all came up with different things. So popcorn, hot dogs is what you smell, you hear fireworks, you hear um, coaches yelling, you hear the people, um, the announcers, you hear the news people doing interviews or giving commentary on the sidelines. Um, you see the game, you see the grass, you see the people performing, you see the uniforms and all of these things. And so we talked about that and then the next part of the activity was to now go back. All those things that you said that you can hear, see, smell, and feel, what jobs are associated with those things. So they know that if you, the popcorn and the hot dogs or whatever concessions they have, there has to be somebody who has culinary experience mm -hmm. doing that. Um, the fireworks, so there's somebody who's behind pyrotechnics. Um, lawyers, um, I gave the example of Beyonce's performing for halftime, then clearly she has a lawyer who has drafted her contract so that she can perform and get her money. Mm -hmm. um, we got the doctors who are um, on the sidelines in case somebody gets hurt, the physical therapists, um, even the people who are like building the stadium, um, the ushers, and then we talked about the different um, levels of education. So mm -hmm. the highest being like a professional degree or a PhD and the lowest being your high school diploma. So somewhere every job at the Super Bowl requires you to have some level of education. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about the different careers that fit into each level 
of education and it kind of like got them thinking about the behind the scenes thing because even with the football it's made out of cowhide so mm-hmm. there has to be a farmer somewhere who's got these cows so that when they cut it up for the hot dogs they got this skin to make this football too <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> i love that example so. though because it, it it does give a wide range of like no matter where we are mm-hmm. There will be a variety of people and educational experiences that got us all here to this moment. And even no matter if you are a PhD or a high school diploma, we all have a job to do that affects the bottom line. Exactly. Super Bowl won't happen without all of those collectively. Collectively. All work together. And they are all very, very important. No matter if you go, I, I do feel like sometimes that we put this emphasis on like the higher the degree, the more important you are and the more prestigious you are. But I remember in school they talked about doing a survey at Disney World and they were trying to figure out who impacted the the visitors the most and they thought it would be like the Disney princesses or somebody in the store. It was the custodians because those were the ones who, if somebody lost something, they were the ones who found it. If somebody was lost, they were the ones who returned the family. So mm-hmm. it, they were just really, really important because every role matters. Yes, there every are no zone. small jobs. There are no small jobs, just like there are no unimportant paths mm-hmm. to take us to success. What final words do you have for families navigating this college college culture? Because it is huge, it can be overwhelming, especially if you are from a family who has not yet gone to college or mm-hmm. on the flip side if you're from a family of college graduates and you feel like this is not your path what words of advice do you have so i think that's the time to actually have these um courageous conversations with your students i know that parents don't want students to get into their business you know so to speak but um i think it's important that parents talk about finances um a little bit, maybe not, you know, a whole lot, but a little bit. Talk about the finances because you have to be able to pay for your students to go to school um, if there is a gap. So, and the gap meaning that whatever financial aid and loans won't pay, you have to cover the rest. Loans, yes. you say? Loans. There are loans involved? <laughs> yes. What? My bank account can tell you all about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, and... I know students don't want to take out loans, parents don't want the loans, and as a counselor, one of my goals is to send students to school with at least the amount of debt as possible. Yeah. I don't want you to be like me. <laughs> yes, don't be like um, me. <laughs> don't be like me either. But whatever it takes to get there, you know, and so I, I encourage parents to be um, an active participant mm-hmm. in this college application process because it's very, it can be very overwhelming mm-hmm. for students and parents and sometimes for the teacher. Um, <laughs> when they don't want to listen. Um, there is a scholarship uh, hub that CPS uses that I encourage students and parents to um, to utilize. Um, Michelle Howard, who's the CPS scholarship manager, has like she's awesome, and she organizes all of the scholarships by month mm-hmm. that they are due. Um, I send them there to look for scholarships, but. I just think it's also important for parents to let the students kind of pick their own path. Like, I understand that you might want your child to be a doctor or a lawyer, but if that's not what they want, um, I believe they can waste money that way. Um, my own personal experience, my mother was a teacher, and she told me that I could not go to school to be a teacher as long as she was going to pay for it because I would be poor. <laughs> and that was the truth. 
but money is not everything. Seriously, money is not yeah, everything. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not in it for the money at all. I was given the same um, advice because I wanted to be a counselor. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think older generations shared that as like words mm-hmm. of wisdom, but it's like that's not helping me figure out. Right, right. <laughs> like, that's not helping. Thank you for giving me your fear and passing that down. But yeah, and I, my, when I went to college, my major was public relations. Mm-hmm. And could I be rich doing that right now? Maybe. But would I be happy? Would I feel like I'm being fulfilled in my everyday walk? And I can't say that the answer would be yes. Um, and so I think that parents should actually, like, listen to what their children are telling them. Yeah, listen to the kids. That's one of my favorite things, yeah. listen to the kids. Was college easy for you? Um, no. Well, my first year I went to Illinois State. I won't say that it was hard. Okay. Um, I didn't want to be there. Cause I didn't, and I didn't want to major in what I was majoring in. Well, why did you go? Um, why did you major in it? Cause my mama told me to. Cause my mama, <laughs> mama. Yes. She didn't pick public relations for me. Mm-hmm. I knew somebody at my church who worked at HBO, and that's what she did. Mm-hmm. And she wore like the nicest clothes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she got a lot of money. Hmm. <laughs> and so, if I can't be a teacher, then I want to be rich. Yeah. So I went to Illinois State because. I applied to mostly schools that were outside of the states. I applied to U of I and ISU. I got into both, and my mother was like, okay, so you don't have any money to pay for out-of-state tuition or to get home on holidays, so pick one of these schools in Illinois. Getting home on holidays, Important. that matters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It does. Um, and so I chose Illinois State. I had been there to visit before. I was familiar with the campus, um, and so I chose that. Now. While I was there, I partied a lot because I didn't want to go to school. I had a whole lot of fun. And my first semester, they sent me a letter that said, if you don't have a 2.0 GPA by the end of this school year, we are going to academically dismiss you. For now, you are on academic probation. So I said, oh, okay. So next semester, I did a little better, but I got that letter that says, uh, don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> so I came home. I went to Daly and got my associate's degree, and then I went to Chicago State to finish, and then I got two masters after that. Come on, because <laughs> it's not the end. Right. It is not the end. Right. And so I tell my students that because they think that I was born and just came straight to the classroom. Um, they don't understand that there are other people that go through other things before they get to where they are, yeah. um, which also goes back to that definition of success. Yep. And I can say that I'm successful because I did not let that part defined me. I didn't, you know, I didn't give into it. I didn't put that bag in my bag and just let it stay there. I didn't pack it away. Um, but I think that's why it's important for you to listen to your students and listen to what they want to do because you can definitely save some money. I didn't get financial aid. My parents paid for my tuition out of their pockets. And I call those Prada, Versace, <laughs> Louis Vuitton type Fs because you paid a whole lot of money for them. A lot of money <laughs> that you won't get yes. back. My mother was mad at me for a long time, yes. um, but she was actually very, very proud of me that I was, you know, had become a teacher, and I, I love what I do most days. <laughs> <laughs> Some days they are trying, but um, I do love what I do. We love what you do as well, and I think that, um, well, thank you for sharing that part of your story as well and being vulnerable. No problem. But I think that all of our journeys matter. And mm-hmm. as we engage with these students around this huge next step, 
all we can do is be as honest as we can and yeah. as transparent as we can and provide as many resources as we can because there are a thousand ways to, to find exactly. your success. Exactly, exactly. Because it's not, it's not the end, it's the journey it's that the helps journey. you get there. The lessons you learn along the way that make you the successful person that you want to be. Because you've got to go through some stuff. You do. No and one's how gonna you get make there. it through. Mm -hmm. Now that, that is the story. Well, thank you so much for participating in this Cool in My CEP School podcast. Well, thank you. Of course. This podcast is brought to you by the People Team, where we are all in for adults. Thanks again for listening. This is Danny G, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.